0: blog talk radio and good evening ladies and gentlemen this is vincent xavier pastor of new wine ministries and as you can see brother daniel from australia has not fallen off the earth he is still on the planet and good evening to you sir how are you all the way from australia
1: i'm pretty good but you're gonna have to please forgive my sure. very boisterous bird in the background. Uh, <laughs> the moment he hears me speaking, he thinks that he can speak. I so love um, yeah. my, I was going to get my daughter to come and take care of it, but she's got her earphones in, in the other room. She can't hear me, so I'm, I'm stuck
0: word. with this boisterous bird. I'm, All right. Well, I think we could handle the bird. That's not going to be a big deal. It's a boidey. Well, Daniel, welcome, man. It's so good to see you back on the air and to hear your voice again. And time has gone by, and here we are. It's March 10th, 2021. And um, what's going on in your part of the world? What's happening with you? What is God showing you? And how are you?
1: Mate, I I don't even know where to begin. Um, Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, I've just been keeping my head down. Um, so I've been focusing on, I'm still doing a whole bunch of different interviews and things like that and, um, and ministry opportunities and Bible studies and things like that. So I'm keeping myself busy. It's a lot better than robbing banks and hijacking airplanes. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm trying to, um, keep as productive and fruitful as I can for the Lord and uh, he's been good. He's been faithful. And there's a, gosh, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on in the world, I guess, that we could talk about. <laughs> It's not a. It's you know. There's uh, no such thing as a slow news week anymore.
0: That's right. That's right. And so let's let's start with your part of the world. Then I mean we'll get back into what's happening in the United States. But uh, what new things are happening in Australia? Are you still under the face mask and the social distancing and vaccinations? What is your part of the world actually doing about this whole vaccination issue?
1: Um, we're dragging our feet. Um, Not a whole deal. They are pushing it a little bit. Um, There was... The the Prime Minister came out and said that it was going to be mandatory vaccinations, but then he got huge blowback. Huge blowback. There are a bunch of people that were really upset over the whole mandatory vaccinations, and so now he's saying it's not mandatory, um, but we strongly encourage it. That's what they're saying. But I've been watching a bunch of opinion polls and the question that is asked is that when the vaccine is available, would you go and take it? And from what I have seen, a whopping 80% are saying that they don't want to take it. Some even some yeah. other polls are even saying 90% don't want to take it. Wow. Um, part of the reason I think is because, well, there's a bunch of different reasons. Um, A lot of people just don't trust it. They think it's been rushed through. They they think that there hasn't been adequate testing done. Uh, And especially when they cite the examples overseas where people have died as a result of taking it. So people here in Australia are very jittery, very jittery in regard to whether they should take it or not. Look, on the other hand, I have other friends um, overseas uh, who have... Who have taken the vaccine, you know, and they're fine. They're fine. They 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 love the Lord. They're serving in ministry, and they're still as fruitful and and as productive as ever. And they've taken the vaccine with. They don't have any issues with it. So, um, yeah, I think Australia. We'll see what happens in the month ahead. In the months ahead, there are some rumors where, and this is the thing, it's not government. It's big business as well, because big business. Will say if you are going to be employed by us, then you have to take the vaccine. And there's nothing that the government can do that can stop them from doing that. So that's the other that's the other concern. Um, also, too, is um, where big business will place restric- restrictions on, even on their own customers, and say, well, you know, if you want to shop here, you have to, or whatever. But I think that will be bad for their business. Personally, I think it will be a big mistake. But um, Big business and government are muscling together. Uh, Incidentally, which is also one of the hallmarks of a true fascist state. That is when both the government and big business are both lobbying for for control of society. Um, So, yeah, so look, there's a a bunch of concerning things that are going on at the moment. There is... um, um, there is the whole push for the vaccine passport going on and but that's going up a level in, in other places as well like the the control is really extraordinary in which people uh conglomerates and um governments and uh, are, are really really pushing for this which is extraordinary because we've had the cure for covid for the past 12 13 14 months you know, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectexin, I think is the, the pro, or, uh, I'm not sure if that's the correct way to pronounce it, but there are other options um, available and yet because you can't make any money off a cheap drug like hydroxychloroquine, especially when you partner it with zinc and with a uh, an antibiotic, then it's not going to make the, the big drug companies any money at all. So no. I think it's the whole situation just reeks of greed and um, and corruption. And as Jesus himself said, that the love of money is the root of all evil.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Daniel, I was talking with a friend of mine here today, uh, and he's very, very dear friend, and we were very close for a while, and then COVID-19 came around, and he and his family separated, and he actually works for Moderna, and uh, the Moderna vaccination. And we were talking today, I ran into him, And he was telling me how excited he is and waiting to get vaccinated. And uh, he's a very highly intelligent individual, and he uh, is a Christian man, and he's got children, and he loves the Lord. And uh, he was telling me about the digital signature and how this Moderna vaccination actually works, where they have a a digital code that is in the vaccination that when they shoot it into your body, the code, the digital code— lines up with the coronavirus or the COVID-19, whatever it is, and it obliterates it. So I said, well, it's not really a vaccination. If it's synthetic, it's more of a drug. And he admitted that, yes, it's technically a synthetic drug that has this digital code. But he was very fascinated at the scientific advancements in this. And yet you could see there was a little glitch in there. And, and asking, he asked me if I was uh, vaccinated. I said, I, I am fully vaccinated. I got the the J um, the J C O N vaccination, and so I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, and he asked me what the J C O N was. I said that's the Jesus Christ of Nazareth vaccination. <laughs> the Certificate of, 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 of authenticity, the P S ninety one, uh, the Psalm ninety one, because really, in 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 all sincerity, the blood of Jesus carries a DNA code, and that blood of Jesus, when it comes into our life by faith, that code in his blood obliterates every disease, not just COVID-19. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with that, telling them I've got the certification of PS91, Psalm 91, and the Jesus Christ of Nazareth uh, full vaccination. But it's a very serious deal. We just looked at a video from Israel where a gentleman was saying in Israel, the whole nation of Jews is becoming divided over this issue. Can you speak into yeah, that's that? true. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, so basically, um, the government is really, really pushing for the full vaccination thing and the whole vaccine pass. And there is a bunch of people that are pushing back, um, which is interesting because, you know, who is the government? It's the Likud, which is a conservative government, and they're the ones that are pushing it. So it's the conservative party that's in power. Well, <clears throat> but yeah, they're really, really. Um, going full throttle for this even to the point where they are saying that you cannot work or you cannot um buy certain things if you have this particular vaccine passport Mm
0: -hmm. and that's
1: why i mean israel is one of the most religious nations on the face of the earth and when they hear that especially obviously they're not christian the majority isn't christian but still that said it, it still kind of raises the, you know, the hairs in the back of the ne- neck of the people who hear this, these kinds of mandates. Um, it's um the, the, the people are just – they just don't want it, and they're pushing back, and they're pushing back hard.
0: Yeah. So let's uh, talk for just a moment about the political issue here in the United States. a very unusual thing. I'm sure you've heard of it already has happened because every president in the United States for the most part – has always had a State of the Union address by this time. We are now March 10th and there is no State of the Union address by this man they call the President, Joe Biden. And I'm beginning to really believe that they are continuing face masks, social distancing, so that he does not have to step in front of the, uh, the national pulpit and address people for more than a few minutes because I don't think he can. I honestly don't think Joe Biden could address this nation and be a unifier for an hour uh, at a State of the Union address. And I really feel that there uh, is going to be an attempt to remove this man from the earth and Mm. keep him silent until they do. What are your thoughts about that? Isn't that a little unusual? It is unusual.
1: But more than that, he hasn't even had a, a full press conference. He hasn't even held a full press conference. And what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that the White House, to them, the damage control in the aftermath of Joe doing his thing is not worth it. They they just will not, they refuse to go into damage control to cover up for Joe Biden's um, dementia or Alzheimer's, whatever it is, but he's got one of the two and it's it, it's uh, becoming more and more advanced as the day goes. I mean, the guy is not there. He's not all there. Um, he's not coherent. He didn't even remember the name of his secre- Secretary of Defense the other day. Um, so he's just mentally unfit to be president, considering the fact that he has the uh, politic the uh, sorry, the nuclear football, and he's the one that can launch nuclear weapons. He has the nuclear codes, uh, launch codes, and so that's very, very concerning. But I do believe that what they will eventually do is invoke the Twelfth Amendment. I believe they will invoke the Twelfth Amendment and they will remove him because he's incapacitated. And I believe that uh, Cam- Camilla Harris will become the next. President, And that's exactly what the left want. The left want Camilla Harris because she is a radical, just like them. And she will go for all the radical um, um, agendas. She will push them all through. In fact, she'll probably write just as many executive orders the moment she becomes president as did Joe Biden. So you can expect radical gun control, radical immigration measures. You can expect uh, radical measures surrounding voting, like they're going to try and make mail-in ballots permanent. permanent. In other words, they will basically decree, she will decree that um, ballot harvesting will be absolutely permanent and mandatory, which would mean you will no longer see a Republican president ever again. If those, if that legislation gets passed. So, there is a whole bunch of things that she, this this woman will do. Obviously, she'll go after cr- pro-life Christians. She will um, uphold abortion to full term. She will... Um, yeah, I mean, this is... She's, she's a radical woman, and when you really think about it, Vincent, how did she get to her her position of power? She got to her position of power because she did what any corrupt uh woman would do if they want to get power by any means possible and she basically slept her way to the top and in fact that might sound a bit crass to say that but it's the truth and in fact if you look into it I can't remember his name now but he was I think he was the the mayor and she was the uh, chief prosecutor and that's how she got that job Uh, and in fact the, the mayor at the time was even he was even married at the time so it's just it's a really sordid an unfortunate affair, but that's how she gets her way to the top. She uh, is not a principled leader at all. And in fact, if you remember during the primaries, she didn't even, her popu- she bombed out on, on popularity. She she wasn't even a popu- popular person when it came to the po- primaries and hence why she bombed out. Um, in fact, when she went back to her hometown just recently, the press was there for her returning home for the first time since she became vice president and there was only two people out there greeting her
0: <laughs> two people wow.
1: you know it just goes to show that she's just there is no there's no favor there behind it there's no one that really champions her and that's that's a concern and but the left again they want that they don't care about the majority they just want to ram through their own agenda
0: and so um, and that's what they're going to do All right, so we're looking at a communist socialist party coming to power in the United States of America, and she'll have to choose a vice president once Joe is gone, and only God knows who that would be. It reminds me of the movie with uh, Madonna, Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. I forget the name of the movie, but it was about this woman that basically slept her way to the top, and she married the general, and they were the socialist party, and uh, it was kind of the same idea. So with these things happening, Daniel, when you look through the biblical lens at the signs of the times, I know the Republicans are coming out, Fox News, everything's going to be 2022, and then in 2024, there'll be a run for the presidency. Are, is that still viable thinking biblically, or should the Christian community stop listening to this whole idea of prolongation? And are we in for something more uh, specific uh, from a biblical lens? What's your thought?
1: Well, again, the left will do everything within their power to ensure that a Donald Trump candidate will never get into power ever again. Hmm. And so that's why they're going to use the next uh, three years to do everything that they can to lock in their um, ascendancy. They're going to... Ensure that they will always have the upper hand, and that any chance of a populist president will just be snuffed out. They will simply just not make it happen. Um, so, could Donald Trump get back into in 2024? It remains to be seen. I think there is a he has huge popular support, but I think at the same time, I think Donald Trump, I think, will be close to 80 years old by then. So, uh, so he'll be really into his later years uh and whether that happens well he has indicated that he's willing to run again i think donald trump is really incensed over what actually happened uh with the election fraud he is incensed and uh and he is not going to give up i mean he is a he's a brilliant strategist and so uh, at the moment, what he's doing, he's focusing on purging the Republican Party of all Renos, of all the, you know, the Adam, Adam Kingsingers and the uh, Mitt Romneys and all the Never Trumpers. He's uh, focusing on purging, on getting all those Never Trumpers primaries next year. That way, in the lead up to 2024, he, uh, he should have a very good springboard uh, for the presidency. But it, it remains to be seen what... Tricks the Democrats have up their sleeves. I mean, as I said before, they're going to try and make all those voter regulations permanently permanent. And what that means? Well, why did all those voter rules come in in the first place? Well, they came in because of the pandemic. The pandemic is what gave them the the excuse for mail-in voting. So I would say that the, this pandemic, this specter of the pandemic, is going to hang over. America um, well into up up until 2024 because the Democrats are going to have to need that as the excuse to, um, to have all these lax voting voting laws. So it's going to be um, it's going to be very interesting in the years ahead. I'm hoping for one more bite at the cherry for Trump. I'm hoping that America has one final reprieve um, And and some might say well that seems a little bit pessimistic one final reprieve. Well you have just got to look at the culture. The culture is heading in a direction where it's, as much as I love America, it's 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 quickly passing the point of no return. The, the left have all the momentum. They have the momentum. They are a juggernaut that is smashing through every institution and every last uh, Christian relic or conservative relic that stands in its way. It's just smashing through them. Um, and so what we're seeing at the moment with cancel culture cancel culture I believe, in my opinion is only just ramping up it's only just getting more it's only just getting building up more momentum. The time will come I believe when the most innocuous, the most harmless, the most tame books, the most um, in, in, the most tame books that you would never in your wildest dreams would have imagined to be to be bad and or cancelled will be cancelled. And so the only books that will remain will be books that are favourable towards the leftist cause, that champion leftist ideology. Those will be the books that will remain. You'll have children books that will be rewritten with Marxist um, undertones, with with, um, left-wing ideology. Um, You'll basically be in a society that will be completely rewritten. All the history will be rewritten. You'll, it'll be historical revisionism. We're hist- America's history will be revised. And uh, it's, it's a scary prospect, but I believe this is the direction in which America is heading. Uh, you are going from an American revolution in 1776 to a socialist revolution that will happen in the near future. As much as I hate to say that, but I believe that will be the case. I'm hoping that Trump gets in for one final reprieve, um, but I I believe that the writing is on the wall, and I say that um, with the hope that people who understand the context of that will understand it, um, America's destiny. You know, in in Daniel chapter six, there was actually my mistake. Yes, Daniel chapter six. There was the famous handwriting on the wall. Well, Belshazzar and his uh, officials, King Belshazzar, King of Babylon, and his officials decided to get out the, the, the goblets from the, from the Lord's temple, mm-hmm. and they used them. Uh, I guess it was a state of mockery, uh, mm-hmm. or I should say, in an- antagonizing and mocking the God of Israel. And that's when they saw the writing, the hand writing on the wall. And that was an omen, that was a warning, that was a sign of ju- intimate judgment. And That very night, Belshazzar lost his life to the um, the Persian army. So I believe that in America, it's a very similar thing, the writing is on the wall, the hand is writing on the wall. Um, and I believe it's just a matter of time before um, all of this momentum that the left have will build up to a crescendo. Um, and that will be the time in which the balance of power is completely... You know, it reminds me of that scripture in Daniel where it says, it will be until the power of the holy people is broken. In other words, the the godly people, the godly men and women that stand in the gap that are pushing back against socialism, they, uh, I believe, there'll be a time... um, there'll be a time when their power will be broken and the radical left will basically take charge of America and that will have ramifications for over the world. Because if the power of the holy people in America is broken, then it's, then the power of the holy people all over the world is broken. And, and this is something I believe that you might remember. I spoke about this previously, um, It was was Daniel Webster who said this. He said, hold on, my friends, to the Constitution and to the republic for which it stands. Miracles do not cluster, and and, and what has happened once in 6,000 years may not happen again. Hold on to the Constitution, for if the American Constitution should fail, there will be anarchy throughout the world. So I believe that... Daniel Webster is absolutely right because the freedom that America generated made it possible for America to become as powerful as she she has become. Um, And yet the people, that freedom has also given the American people the freedom to pursue sin unimpeded. And that will culminate in massive Judgment, And when when God's judgment falls upon America, the stabilizing force that America had over the rest of the world will be gone. And uh, and listen, it's interesting because Karl Marx said something very similar to Daniel Webster. Now, Karl Marx is not a prophet. He's an evil man. But he had a, a lot of incredible insight. And he said, wipe North America from the map of the world and you will have anarchy the complete decay of modern commerce and civilization. So I do believe there will come a tipping point, a tipping point where the power of the holy people will be broken and there will be anarchy throughout the world. Um, So some might be thinking, well, wait on a minute. That sounds a little bit like 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, you know, about the restrainer. Hmm. And I say, well, you know what? You could be right. I think there is a very strong chance for that to be, the case could um, the restrainer be represented by a nation that is holding back lawlessness for the rest of the world? Yes, it could be. You know that the um, the church fathers, the patristic church fathers, the patriarchal church fathers pre-Nicaea, they believed that the restrainer in Second Thessalonians chapter two, they didn't think it was the Holy Spirit. None of that didn't enter their minds. They believed that the restrainer was going to be the dissolution of the Roman Empire, because the Roman Empire held the peace through Pax Romana. You know the concept Pax Romana. Mm -hmm. The Roman Empire was, was what held the delicate balance of peace in the world, and so they believed that if if the Roman Empire would ever fall, that would bring about the the man of lawlessness and the age of lawlessness in which anarchy will reign supreme, but they were wrong. But you can, you can see why they thought the way that they, the way that they did. Hence, we are very much justified to think along the same lines, I believe, because back then in the time of Rome, it was regional. They Rome was a regional power. They didn't dominate the ends of the earth, you know, but America does. America does hold the balance of uh, the, ha, the balance of peace for the ends of the earth. You, mo- you take America out of the way, all hell will break loose. All hell will break loose. And if America goes down, the truth is we all go down. And as Reagan's, Reagan said so aptly, he said, if we lose our freedom here, there's no other place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth.
0: Wow. Yeah, very, very, very... Intense right now they 're talking about scientific advancements in our conversation right now the last year since the whole covid nineteen and this this debacle has been underway uh, it 's coming to the mind of many that this whole time, Daniel was an opportunity for the globalist community to advance their agenda as though this was a major distraction for implementation Mm -hmm. of something that's about to be unveiled to the world, whether it is scientific advancements, technocratic advancements, uh, social engineering, whatever it is, this is, I I think there's an awakening coming up, like the the drapes are going to be pulled back and they're going to say, ta-da, and here comes this brand new order of things and they just saw nations bow down they saw capitulation not only of nations but the church within the nations bow down and everybody capitulated to what they wanted and it was a masterful moment that caught the nations of the earth off guard kind of like that storm we had a couple of weeks ago that brought 18 degrees below 0 in arkansas mm. and degrees in Houston and uh, snow throughout all of Texas. It was absolutely insane, came out of nowhere. And you just wow. wonder what they implemented in the last year. And they, they've got Donald out of the way, whatever that means. They've got things moving. It's really weird right now in America. Uh, Washington, D.C., they have still troops there, razor bob wire fences. Um, it's, it's a very interesting moment. To be alive on this earth, I'm so glad we're born again and we're we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. But when I look at this, um, it's very eerie. And I sense in my spirit that that wave of war is coming. And we're already at war. People are saying it in so many different ways. But I really believe some tidal waves of war are going to mount. People are talking Mm -hmm. about that in the Middle East, and I think it's going to happen in America, globally, all over the world. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah. In fact, China have, I think, increased their war spending massively. I'm just trying to remember the percentage by how much. But um, they have had a a huge jump in their uh, defense spending. And uh, they are basically working on a whole bunch of nuclear-powered and nuclear-armed submarines to counter America's nuclear submarines, they are going full tilt. Now, the Chairman Xi has said to the Chinese people to prepare for war. He has told them, prepare for war. He's told his military to prepare for war. Um, So I I think that um, China is not going to miss this window of opportunity. They're not going to miss this window of opportunity in which they can grasp global domination. Global domination is within their grasp, and I believe they will not miss that opportunity. Uh, and the thing is, too, is that Chairman Xi, uh, is getting old, older, and he has some health issues. And so I think he would rather rush it because he doesn't want to play. I think he's getting itchy feet. He doesn't want to play the long game in which, you know, he would, whereas the his predecessor will get to actually realize the dream. He wants to realize the dream. And as a consequence, I think he's getting itchy feet and he's trying to rush the process. One of the things I think that you will see, especially this year, I think you will see that China will, um, it could very well be happy. I could be wrong, but I've got this hunch that China is going to capture Taiwan this year, Uh, especially as American power erodes and there's more and more instability with the um, American leadership, um, I think he's actually going to capture Taiwan and thumb his nose at Biden and say, what are you going to do about it? So I think uh, that is certainly not putting it past the Chinese. I think they'll certainly take take it up on that. Now, what is interesting too is that, um, you know, we had um, at my church, we had a previous Australian politician come and speak and his name was Mark Latham. And he was the former leader of the opposition of the opposition party, which was the Labor Party. Um, so um, Mark Latham has had a dramatic turnaround in his belief, uh, in his political beliefs. So he was an ardent leftist, where he despised Christians and conservatives, but he's had a change of heart, massive change of heart, and he's now basically one of the leading conservative voices in, in Australia now. Um, and so in my part, my past is kind of I guess you could say, trying to work on him um, because he's, he's established a bit of a relationship there. But what I think is interesting is that um, Mark Latham said in his message to our church on the Saturday, it wasn't a church event, but it was a secular event that our church put on. But he said that while he was the opposition leader, they didn't receive anything from the UN. They didn't receive any directives from the from the UN. They didn't receive receive any um, protocols or any letters or correspondence in which they were pressured to adopt UN policies. He said that um, while he was opposition leader there, he says none of that happened. Um, So he said, we were the ones that called the shots. shots. We were the ones that, uh, that came up with our own policy for our own country. So I thought it was interesting that he said that because there are a bunch of people who are under the impression that a lot of, Governments are taking directives from the UN um, or from the World Economic Forum. But I believe that what will, how it could come about would be for a player like China. Um, the World Economic Forum is kind of working with China, as is the UN. And they kind of see as China as the, the means to their end, in, in which China will be the ones that will make their their agenda come to reality. Um, but I think that might be um, wishful thinking because I think that the Chinese are only really interested in, in, in global dominations for themselves and nobody else. Um, so I think um, Chairman Xi has probably whispered sweet nothings into their ear to say that hey listen, we're going to help this um, this new world order come about, but, uh, you know, and we'll all enjoy it together, but not, not exactly in, implying to them that um, that they will be the ones that will be leading it. Now, that's one scenario. The other scenario could be that war could break out, America could, could be dragged into a war, and both America and China could basically be neutered they could basically both lose their power and both lose their influence at the same time. So that's another option. So there are a bunch of different s- scenarios that could, could play out this year, but it's interesting to to observe.
0: Absolutely. And if we were to consolidate these ideas and we would bring into our reference of thinking the great tribulation, and if we could get our minds and our hearts and our souls and our, our, our beings to really begin to focus on this message that Jesus and the apostles have told us about, the Bible has warned us about, that there will be a time on planet Earth in the last days before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be an eclipse of the sun. Now, the darkness never overcomes the light. We get that. And it never will. But there have been eclipses throughout the history of the world, and there is an end-time eclipse of the light. That is known as the Great Tribulation. And we know that during that time that there will be a mark of this beast, that people will not be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. We know that there will be overcomers of the beast, his image, his mark, and the number of his name. We get that in uh, Revelation 15. And so I also with with the knowledge that the great tribulation that Jesus talked about, the apostles talk about, the book of Revelation talks about, how does that shape our thinking? Because I, I still believe that there are people under the impression that, you know, God is good, God's gonna win, God's gonna prevail. And we get that because we know he can, but how do you how do you kind of bring that alongside of God has also said great tribulation is coming it is not the wrath Mm -hmm. of god during the great tribulation it's the wrath of the dragon he raises up a beast many of us believe that's the islamic beast and we believe that the wild man ishmael is not gone off the earth that he will be employed again in the last days so how do you kind of bring the thinking of that into view
1: Yeah, look, the people that believe that the world is going to get better and better and better and better, well, there's a bunch of different people that believe that, but there's the post-millennialists that believe that. There is also the the other people that believe that are the uh, preterists, the preterists, the partial preterists and the full preterists. Mm -hmm. These are people that all of the... um, that, that the book of revelation and the signs that Jesus talked about in regard to the Oliver discourse and Matthew 24 and 25, Luke 21 and Mark 13, they believe all that has been fulfilled in AD 70. Right. Okay. So they believe that things are going to get better and better and better until the church is, um, and there's another group called dominionism or the dominionists. And they pretty much, I guess I could say, uh, are preterists but not always the case there are other dominionists that are not that aren't preterists but these are the the ones who tend to hold to that particular view and i would say that if you are to take the, the teachings of jesus literally in regard to the last days and this is in regard to his Olivet discourse and other other um passages i don't believe that the world is going to get better and better until he comes back. I think Jesus made it very clear in his Oliver Discourse message that things are going to get worse before they get better. So when Jesus said that there will be a time of trouble and great distress, he was actually quoting Daniel. He was actually quoting Daniel chapter 4. i uh, sorry, chapter 12. Uh, in, in Daniel 12, it says, At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise there will be a time of distress such as, not, as, such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. And that's exactly what Jesus himself said. There will, there will be no other time like it, no other time before it, no other time after it. Actually, just one moment. I'm just going to quickly go to Matthew 24 as well. So, um, So Daniel continues on and he says, "There will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is not found—sorry, everyone whose name is found written in the book—will be delivered." Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says, "Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake; some to everlasting life, and others to shame and everlasting contempt." Now, to be fair, what Jesus is talking about here is talking about the time of Jacob's trouble. This is what's actually going to be taking place in the land of Israel, in the land of Israel. When he says that there will be no other time like it, he says, uh, let me see if I can have it. He says, uh, how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or in the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. So he's quoting Daniel. He's quoting Daniel because Daniel also said that there will be a time of distress such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But you know what's interesting, Vincent? Daniel goes on to say but at that time, everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Who's he talking about? Talking about the woman that we read in Revelation 12, the woman who flees into the desert to find a place prepared for her in the desert where she'll be taken care of for a time, time and half a time. That is what Daniel is talking about. And that's what John talks about. It's the, the woman is who flees into the desert and she will be taken care of. Whereas the remaining Jews, which will be two thirds, according to Zechariah, will be cut off. They will be the ones that will be destroyed in the time of Jacob's trouble in the land of Israel. But the tribulation comes about uh, at the end of Revelation 12, um, you see that the, dra- that the dragon is frustrated because he's trying to get to the woman to destroy the woman. Uh, it says, then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast to their testimony about Jesus. Who's that? It's us. Hmm. Hmm. That's us. Amen. And so he's going to take care of the one third the Jewish people that are going in which Daniel says who are those whose name is found written in the book and they will be delivered exactly as revelation 17 says, sorry, revelation 12 says. So um, we're still going to be having a time of it. In fact, you previously in Daniel seven, it talks about the little horn and it says that the saints will be given over to it. So I do believe that there will be a period of time in which we will be handed over to the antichrist. Now, some will argue and say, well, wait a minute. Jesus said that on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Okay. They believe, well, the church will never be overcome. So therefore the church can't be here. The church has to be raptured. All right. So, that's their line of thinking. They think that the church will never be overcome. Listen, I think that is very, very wrong-headed, very, very wrong-headed, uh, because the church, in many times throughout its history, has been wiped out. There have been entire villages that have been wiped out, entire regions that have been persecuted and wiped out. Okay, does that mean that the that the that the evil one prevailed against the church? No. Of course not. That's not to say that at all. So um, um, the church will go through a time of unprecedented trouble, unprecedented tribulation, which is that Greek word philipsis. Jesus said in this world, you will have philipsis. You will have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Uh, And Daniel also says, but those that know their God, right, in context to the Antichrist, he says, "But those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits in His name." And the John says in in, uh, in Revelation twelve, I think verse eleven, it says, "But those that uh, he says, and they overcame him, referring to the dragon, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony." That's how we overcome. Uh, Daniel says that we'll be handed over to him, but we will overcome him through. The blood of the Lamb and through the word of our testimony.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, Daniel. So here comes here comes uh something that's going to seemingly be out of left field. Uh but it's very interesting. I was, uh, you know, Patricia and I about seven years ago, uh maybe less than that, were laying on a couch on a Sabbath a Saturday. We were just taking it easy, resting and spending time in the Word of God. And uh, we heard the Holy Spirit Uh, speak. and, And he said, I want you to do something. I want you to look at the numbers of the years that are lying ahead of you in the Hebrew. And so interestingly enough, I think it was around 5777 and I typed in 5777 and I got the meaning of that number in the Hebrew. And I did this series, 5777, 5778, 5779, 5780, 5781. And I saw this pattern and it was amazing. And this is going all the way back to there. So we're talking five years ago. And it's interesting, and I'm just going to share it on the screen right now. And I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm just, you know, I think it's very interesting, if if nothing else, that uh, this word for 5781, as you can see right here, the 5781, that word is ook, and it comes, uh, there's a muwaka as well. But the word ook here literally means, if you look down here, it means to pack, it means to be pressed. It means distress, and you go into the Muwaka, and it talks about great tribulation. So the year 5781, according to God's Word in Exodus chapter 12, that the first day of the first month will be Nisan of the new year. And so we see in the rabbinical calendar in the month, in the seventh month, they call it the civil calendar of Rosh Hashanah is the new year, and they said it was already 5781. But the reality is, according to the Bible, that the new year 5781 will be this March 14th. We're talking days from now will be the first day of the new month. And then, of course, on March 28th will be Passover. And I'm just looking at this number, 5781, pack your bags, uh, time of pressure, distress, be pressed. You know, everything you're talking about, and it would be incredulous for anybody to say, well, that means in four days you better pack your bags and you better go. Uh, Because 5781 is lining up with that idea. But I find it very interesting that is it possible that things are far more advanced in this biblical prophetic reality of the Great Tribulation than most people would ever dare to think? Is it possible that the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth is knocking at the door and the signs of the times that people should have been looking at all along that have been here from the sun, the moon, the stars, the tetrad, the solar eclipse, the Revelation 12 star signs, and all the things that have been going on in the world, like a woman in travail, should we be ignorant of the possibility that the greatest tribulation on the face of the earth, is, is happening all around us, and Jesus said, "It'll come like a snare, and they will not escape because they didn't what recognize the times." Speak into that. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it's nothing else. Very interesting. Yeah. It could look. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that. um
1: Look, and, and the thing is, is when you realize what happened last year. I mean, it's been 12 months. Since our world was turned upside down with the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, nobody saw that coming. We didn't realize just how much our lives would change as as a result of that. But it happened and it happened quickly. And so I'm also of the belief that in the pattern of what Jesus alluded to, when he he likened the events of the last days to a woman's contractions, he said, birth pains, they'll be like birth pains. And so considering that, I believe that we had a huge birth pain last year. I believe that we could be due for another birth pain, another contraction. And as it is with contractions with women who give birth, they start off fairly subtle um, and fairly uh, long apart, but they get closer together and they become more intense. So it could be, I'm definitely anticipating something this year. um, Excuse me, that could rival that from what we experienced last year. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to have to say, wait and see. Wait and see.
0: And isn't it interesting that it was on Passover, the first Passover, that the people packed their bags and they went out of Egypt into the wilderness? And you were just talking Revelation chapter 12 about a woman whose name, you know, the righteous whose names are in the book, were delivered into the yeah. wilderness, and that, just the timing of everything seems very uh, surreal to me. It's very interesting because how could we deny the global signs, the contractions, as you call them, the labor pains, mm. the intensification of the things that we've seen in the last several years? It's been absolutely amazing, and yeah. are we to just kind of ignore that and say, well, it really, no"? It, it just seems so close to me, and we should be awakened, and we should be prepared.
1: Absolutely. Like now is the time where we need to have our eyes wide open. You know, Jesus gave two big requirements of these people in regard to these days. And he said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. We're going to to be done. We're going to be watching. We have to be watching. Um, God help us. You know, we can be praying. We can have our heads stuck in the sand and we can be praying as much. But if we're not watching, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. And at the same time, we can't just do all the watching and no praying. We have to be, you know, if we're watching, 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 but we're not staying in communion with God, you know what we miss? We miss the Spirit, the Spirit with what the Spirit has to say to the churches. Amen. As it says in Revelation, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. God help us if we miss that, because that is crucial in these days that we're living in. We need to be watching and we need to be praying because our our lives could, could literally de- uh, depend upon that. You know, it's interesting, you know, uh, Vincent, because in Revelation, I think, 12. Uh, no, sorry, Revelation 2, I apologize. Um, actually, no, I think it's actually Revelation 3. And it says, it says this. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God. Uh, and we can, uh, it says in, in the seven stars I know your deeds you have a reputation of being alive but you are dead wake up strengthen what remains and, and is about to die for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God remember therefore what you have received and heard hold it fast and repent now listen to this Vincent but if you do not wake up I will come like a thief and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Wow. Wow.
0: And if you keep reading that, Daniel, he tells you what he's going to steal. What does he steal? I mean, he comes as a thief. They don't know when he came. They don't know when he stole it, but what did he steal? Yep. He stole their name out of the book of life. Yep. He literally says, he who overcomes, I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. So Jesus comes like a thief upon his church and blots out the name out of the book of life, and they don't know it. And that fits in with Matthew chapter 7. Lord, Lord, open unto me. Behold, I don't know you. Well, wait a second. I was saved. We cast out demons. We did all these things in your name. Well, the thief Hmm. came upon you because you got caught into this thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, it's a that's a that's a horrible thought, eh?
1: That's terrifying. It's terrifying. So um, much the one saved, always saved. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, and this is what people need to understand. You know, it's we're not playing games anymore. We're not playing games anymore. I mean, people need to wisen up. People need to have their their eyes open. And the other scripture that I want to read that I think really complements this is what Jesus talked about in, in Luke chapter 21. And he said, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Not on some. It's not going to come on some who live in the earth. No, it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole world, whole earth. And then he says this, be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the son of man. That's exactly what we were just talking about, Vincent.
0: Yeah, and Daniel, the global snare. People think, well, that's impossible. It just happened the whole last year. We saw a global snare come on the whole earth, including the church that was in the earth. We saw a large portion of the Mm -hmm. church capitulate to world powers who told them they could not gather together. They must wear a mask. They must not go to church. I mean— what did we just witness? Look, they just proved God's word to be true. That snare that Yeshua talked about could be happening at any time.
1: Yeah, and did you notice what was the fruit? What was the result of the church being muzzled? The church was muzzled. The church was was hamstrung. The church basically had its voice taken away from it. And what happened? Within a matter of months, you saw the, one of the greatest displays of, of lawlessness Right, um, explode in right. in June of, of last year with the George Floyd riots. But not just in America. No, it was all over the world, even here in Australia. Just incredible. And that's what happens. That's what happens when the church is asleep. That's what happens when you disempower the church. When the church is muzzled, the enemy unleashes his agenda. Always, 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 always. In fact, I want to quickly read to you a quote from art Katz. art Katz said this and he said this in 1986 he said world war ii may be over and by the way he said this in germany i should add Mm. he said world war ii may be over and nazism may be the political and military entity but the spirit powers that brought nazism into being and moved through it to paganize and to destroy a nation and almost the entire civil world. Those powers yet rule over the earth, waiting their next opportunity to insert themselves into the affairs of men while the church sleeps. While the church sleeps.
0: That's so dangerous. And the church right now, you know what terrifies me? Is that when everything comes back, and this thing called the church reopens and everybody comes with the reopening, who who really is it? What has just happened? The church that went into bondage is now being allowed out to continue the machinery of the Mm -hmm. organized religious system, and yet the organic body of Christ refused to stop gathering together, refused to capitulate trusted in the God that they said they believed in and stopped listening to men knowing that their agenda was a false agenda and it was satanic and demonic and um, that's it I mean so we're living in these amazing amazing times Daniel and uh, by the grace of God we will have the wisdom of God to navigate through these times and uh, because of men like you we're going to continue to get the insights a final word before we go today
1: Oh, look, I would basically just want to encourage people to don't get distracted. There are lots and lots of distractions at the moment, uh, lots of things that can take your, your eyes off the, off the prize. Just encourage people, especially in the West, especially in we're living in this affluent West, keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Stay committed to the basic things that require discipline. Reading your Bible in the morning, Get up in the morning and read your Bible. Spend time in prayer. Take time out to right? pray. If you travel to work, pray in the car. But have a time when you're praying and you're reading the Word. Okay. If you're doing those two things and you do them well, that will put you in a very, very good position in regard to the days ahead.
0: Amen. And then do what you read to do. Amen. Yep. The Lord in Isaiah 24 is about to turn the world upside down. He says, Everything will be shaken. That which cannot be shaken will remain. He's not only shaking the earth, but the heavens too. We need to get ready for this third wave. I believe we're going to see an amazing shaking in mm-hmm. any day now, Daniel. We'll see. Time will go on. We'll see. But we should always be ready, make sure that we have built our lives upon the rock. God bless you, my friend. I appreciate you so much joining me on the air today from Australia, Daniel Seckham, the one and only. And we'll see you again real soon. How do people get a hold of you, Daniel, and what you're doing right now? You have some online Bible studies. What's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a. I'm in the middle of doing a Bible study. We're going through the book of Daniel at the moment. So we're, we're up to up to Daniel's seventy weeks in Daniel chapter nine. So you're everyone's welcome to be a part of that. Um, I would say. Um, Friend me on Facebook and you'll see information in regard to that. Um, yeah. And so we, it's, it's about seven o'clock uh, in central time, eight o'clock. I think it's uh, Eastern time. I might have it the wrong way around, but that's, that's uh, how it, it works out. It's its 12 midday on Friday for us here in Australia. But uh, I encourage you to, to be a part of that Bible study. It's, it's a, fantastic study we're getting a lot out of it
0: amen yeah the, you're 16 hours ahead of us you're like the guy from the future you could tell us what's happening I am. already thank you we appreciate I am. you all right brother we love you god bless you daniel second look him up get in line with that that bible study he teaches very very well what a gifted man daniel god bless you and your family hopefully we'll talk again real soon
1: look forward to it bless you brother amen.
0: God bless you. And that's it for us tonight. I'm Pastor Vincent Xavier. You've been listening to The Watchman here on YouTube, Facebook, OmegaRadio.org. Babe? Okay. Yeah, the guy's here. Yeah, okay. Um, I can- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer! a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW for void prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
1: It's my little escape